Welcome to the live preaching message from Loyalty House International, a denomination originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation, a Bible-based instruction to our church members to equip them to teach and to preach wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing encounter as you listen to this message. Don't you want to say thank you to God in a prayer? Are you not happy that you are alive and well? Yes, I know that everything that you wish for has not gone that way, but at least you are alive, so there's a chance for it to happen. So you want to say thank you, God, at least for my life. Lift up your voice and thank him. I don't know, whatever the sound is, please get it sorted out. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We, we are grateful. We are grateful. We are grateful. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Don't, don't stay. I said you should thank God in your prayer. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. We thank you for a morning like this, for a beautiful day. We thank you for the gift of life. And we thank you that because we have life, we have everything. Whatever we have not received yet is not because you have not supplied, but is yet to arrive in our doorway. And therefore, in patience, we wait for it to come. Thank you for your good things and your favors that has found us. Thank you for taking us and loving us the way we are and for imparting to us that which makes us obedient to you, your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we acknowledge your presence and we thank you for a time when we can gather in the name of Jesus and hear from you speak to us. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, Thank you. What have you come with today? What do you want to hear from God? What do you want to receive from God? Talk to him about it as we hear his word. It shall come to you. You shall receive Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We receive of you our expectation because you have said that the expectation of the righteous shall not be cut off. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Come and lay down the burdens you have carried for innocent to worry. God is here. There is a sweet anointing. Come 
today. We are grateful. Holy Spirit, we are surrendered to you. May we have an encounter, an encounter with our God through your manifestation in our midst. I pray for every sick person that your healing power shall revive that body. That by you, strength shall come to that body. I cast away every case of a disease that is operating in anybody here. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We bless you. Have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Please be seated for a few moments. Good. Now, my house shall be a house of prayer. But you, he was talking to the Pharisees, have made it a den of thieves. Do you get it? The, when, when Solomon dedicated the temple that he built to God, one of the conditions is that it's like when we come here and we pray, hear us. Hallelujah. So, in the church must learn to pray more when we gather than to address social issues. Because you see, social issues are not caused by the human beings. They are caused by demons. It is a devil that is working. That is why you, you look at another human being and say, I have to kill you to have food to eat. Yeah, I'm telling you. Mm -hmm. That's, it is a devil at work. Forget about all the other stories. This person did this person did nothing. It's the devil that is motivating people to do the things they do. And so the only person who can solve it is God. Because so far, it is only Jesus who is God with us that has defeated the devil. Nobody else. Are you with me? Amen. So if you don't pray to him and you don't engage him in your life, then you are making a mistake. You are allowing the devil to fight you unopposed. That's, that's one of the things you need to accept. If you don't believe it, you grow to believe it. <laughs> you, you can either grow to believe it when your life is finished, or you can believe it when you have a lot of life and use what you believe to your advantage. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you here with me? Yes. Oh, I'm starting on too high a note. Oh. It's like I'm starting on serious issues. <laughs> you know, sometimes when, I, when I'm preaching, when people see me, they think that, oh, this guy is very serious. You know, I'm generally focused, but I'm not as serious as you, you think I am. No. I just bring real issues and speak it in a way that when you leave, you know what I'm saying. Like, I don't say things half and half. Uh, you know, sometimes... Uh, no, I don't know how to say that. Like, I was not made like that. When I'm saying something, I say straight. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. So don't take the way, when I'm preaching, the way I'm preaching, don't take it like that's how I am. I'm very friendly. Like I'm, I'm very, very friendly. I mean, I'm very relaxed. I chat. So please, I'm not defending myself, but I just, I just felt that I should say it. Amen. So this, this morning, I want us to have a small discussion, which is going to lead to our prayer topic. You see, I've been preaching on this book, Losing suffering, sacrificing, and dying. Do you get it? And trying to explain to you why these things are important in a Christian's life. You see, even, even without being a Christian, I mean, it's, it's almost like shop, right? I didn't say it's shop, right? It's, it's almost... 
the mother, when the mother said, not this one, he told the mother that the cow sees sugar differently. In other words, you, a human being, sugar is nice. It's attractive. But the cow doesn't have that, that doesn't see sugar the way you see it. So in other words, you, my mother, you are seeing this girl in a different way. But me, the boy, you, you don't know. So, so one day when I told my friends, that I have a friend, we were close, I mean, together. When I told him that this is what this cousin of mine said, then he asked a question. So who is the cow? <laughs> now, now, so, so, I'm just making a point. I don't want to deviate. That even without Jesus, they get it. They are, they, all these things, they are relevant. They are very relevant. And you need to, you operate it without even realizing that that's what you are operating. Now, in the case of a relationship and a walk with Jesus, it's so essential. It's, it's like without them, without them, you cannot prosper in your work with Jesus without accepting to lose certain things, to create space to receive other things, without accepting to suffer, without accepting to sacrifice, without accepting to allow certain things to die. You will never prosper in your work with Jesus. That one I can tell you. That one I can tell you. But if you are willing to do it, if you are willing to do it, the beauty of it is that whatever you don't have, to be able to do it, when you ask him, he will give it to you. To do all this thing because he knows that these things are essential. What he wants from you is the, your agreement. Your agreement that they are essential. Then when you have agreed and you want to do it, then you ask him that I need to do this, but I, I don't have what it takes. Help me. Help will come. Hallelujah. Yeah. Most, most of us, we don't understand. And you see, it's, it's not your fault. It's the way the gospel has been presented. You get it? It's the way the gospel has been presented. You see, the gospel, the good news of Christ, the good news of the kingdom of heaven, the good news of our salvation, it's a, it's a, it's a message that is a blessing to us. Oh yes, it's a message that is a blessing to us. I mean, I, I wish I could tell you that it's not a message of a blessing. It's a message of a blessing 100%. Whatever investment you make into it, it will yield 100% blessing. Oh, yeah, I can tell. I wish, I wish I could tell you it's not true. Being a pastor gives me more security than being a doctor. I'm telling you. Being a pastor, a faithful pastor, not, not, not doing this with the people, but just sharing the word of God for, with them. It has given me more security than being a doctor. I'm telling you. I may not have nothing in my bank account, but you see, if I have a lot of money sitting in my bank account, all I need, all that needs to happen is for the bank to collapse. And my money is finished. Yeah, that's it. But you see, if I have no money sitting in my bank account, but I have human beings who love me genuinely, I don't need anything. Anything I need, if I ask them, they will be happy to give me. Yeah, yeah. Amongst you that are students that are not working, the, the way I constantly am preaching to you and guiding you, if I stand here today and I said, oh, I just want 
one mac meal or, or fold over meal just for this afternoon. That's all I want. You will see how many I will have. Even from you. Even from you. Even from you. It, that is even if only I can eat. I, I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. So, so I wish I could tell you that knowing Christ will lead to poverty. It's not true. It's not true. Knowing Christ and walking with Christ will lead to abundance in everything and everything. The problem, this is the problem. This is the problem. We have emphasized on the abundance more than the road to the abundance. That is the problem. Because after the abundance is there. And it will be there. It will be there. I said, as for the abundance, it will be there. Matthew chapter 19. I just want to show you something. One of the verses. I said in Matthew chapter 19, one of the verses. Where would it be? To be somewhere. He's not preaching from me. He's not hearing from God. Where am I hearing from? Am I hearing from your father? Am I hearing from your father? Am I hearing from your father? He's not hearing from God. Verse 19. Okay, let's go back. We went to 29. Give me the verse that says, How hard they shall a rich man enter? I think 22 or so. Or something. 22, 23, one of them. How hard they shall a rich man enter into the kingdom of God? But when this young man heard this, he went away very sad. Why? He had many possessions. No. Many possessions had him. The, the disciples said, Hey, if rich people can't go to heaven, then Jesus said to his disciples, it is, I tell you the truth, it is very hard for a rich person to enter into heaven. Jesus didn't say rich men can't go to heaven. He says it's hard. I say it again. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than a rich, man, a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. It's a difficult task. And there's a reason for it. Then the disciples, you see, the disciples, rich people can't go to heaven, so does it mean we can't be rich? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The questions they ask. Because if, if they were willing, they knew they were going to be poor. They wouldn't be worried about rich people can't go to heaven because they were not going to be rich. They were poor. So they were going to go to heaven. But they asked the question because they were hoping to be rich. Because Jesus didn't call people who were doing nothing. Jesus called people who were working. And people work for a living and to progress their lives. The disciples were astounded. Then who in the world can be saved? They ask. They say, hey, if rich people can't be saved, then who else can be saved? Jesus looked at that and said, humanly speaking, it is impossible. But with God, everything is possible. Are you with me? So a rich man that has a good relationship with God can be saved and will be saved. Yeah, that's the, that's the key. 
Because God is the one who will make it possible. <laughs> then Peter said, I've been meaning to ask this, but the opportunity has not come. <laughs> uh, so far we've been busy. So let me, this is we are talking about riches. Uh, remember that when you called me, I was working with my father. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, so I want to ask you, we've given up everything to follow you. What's in it for us? I mean, this, 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 this being a Christian, being a Christian thing, what, what's in it for us? But what did Jesus say? Yes, Jesus replied, I assure you that when the world is made new and the Son of Man sits upon his glorious throne, you, you who have been my followers also will have threat to judging the 12 tribes of Israel. Ah, Jesus. Look, we are talking about now. This shows. Jesus, throws. Oh, no. Listen, we were talking about. We've left things here. But you see, thank God Jesus didn't stop there because he knew where the question was coming from. So he added. You see, he gave them where it matters most. He gave them where it matters most first. That is, in fact, having status in heaven is thousand times beneficial than having status on earth. So he gave them the, the, the heaven one. But when he looked at their face, they said, ah, these guys. <laughs> you know how sometimes you say something to somebody, but you, you get a feeling that, it's not sitting well with the person. So, are, are you okay? And then the person says, yeah. But you can feel that the person says, yeah. So Jesus continued. He said, and everyone, and not some people, not only pastors. It says, and everyone who has given up houses, ish, you, you don't even have a house. Okay, you have a potential, potential for a house. Potential. Because when you start working, then you borrow. Then for the rest of your life, you'll be a slave to the bank. And then after 20-something years, if nothing happens, then the house is yours. You see, everyone who has given up houses, brothers or sisters or fathers or mothers or children or property, whatever it is, for my sake will receive a hundred times as much in return and would inherit eternal life. So listen, if it's not a gospel of blessing, what is it? Are you with me? The, the point I want to say to you is that you cannot follow Jesus and be poor. You cannot. It is not possible. Otherwise, Jesus is a liar. So, you see, our duty is not to tell you how you are going to be blessed by following Jesus, but to teach you how to follow. Because, listen, somebody could be telling you, you see, when you go to school and you pass your exams and you do this, this you'll be a lawyer, you'll be an engineer, and you'll have money to eat. yes. We know, but teach us, show us how to go to school and to learn. Teach us how to read 
so that we can read. Teach us how to analyze what we read so that we can analyze what we read. Then when we become engineers, the rest is history. But how is it that in the church, we talk about the end product more than the process of arriving? You see, that is why this book is important because never think that following Jesus is going to be a highway. It's going to be a smooth road. It's not true. Jesus, you see, Jesus didn't hide anything from us. In Matthew chapter 7 verse 13, he said, the road to following me, the road that will lead to life, it's a narrow road. It's a narrow road. It's not a highway. You have to learn how to sacrifice, how to walk on one leg, how to do so many things. You get it? So a book that teaches you and gives you information about the key things you need to follow Jesus are essential books. Because you don't need somebody to tell you that you'll be rich. Or you are rich. When you are a doctor, you are rich. What you need is somebody to teach you how to be a doctor. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Are you with me? I feel I've lost you. Are you here? So it's very essential. For us to understand these things and not to. Because Satan is our enemy. You see, you may be told the truth, but Satan will deceive you out of the truth. Many people think that by they being able to borrow from the banks to get a car, to get a house, to get this, to get this, they have a good life. Most of them, they end up poor. I can tell you about five people Listen, I can tell you people who had money that can give 100,000 rands to the church. Today, today, they are struggling financially because when I told them don't borrow, they decided I don't know what it means to have a good life. So they decided to borrow. And now, they are struggling to pay. Because, you see, when you borrow, when you borrow, it doesn't allow for lean seasons. You see, the borrowing assumes that there will be rain all the time. That, that's the condition of borrowing. And meanwhile, they don't tell you that you don't control the rain. Anyway, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about certain basic things that we need to know in following Christ, isn't it? But you see, Satan has your, your, your greatest enemy and your worst enemy is Satan. And his duty is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Amen. Amen. So let's get it clear that it's, Jesus is not anti-happiness. I said Jesus is not anti-happiness. In John chapter 16, verse, is it John chapter, yeah, 16, verse 24. He said, ask, and he will give it to you so that, not so that he will be happy in heaven, so that your joy will be full. Isn't it? John, John 16, you haven't done this before. 
ask using my name and you will receive and you will have abandoned you you will have abandoned joy who is there that loves somebody so much that they don't want them to be happy and to be joyful how can jesus rob you of a quality life here on earth no jesus is not a robber it is satan who is a robber hallelujah but you see we need to know we need to learn how to follow him amen I said, amen. amen. That's why this book is important. And you see, if you read and understand this book and think through it well, anything that your life does will succeed. Anything that your life does will succeed. If you understand this book well, if anything that your life does will succeed. Because when you start doing the right things, and you begin to suffer, you know that suffering is not foreign. And that suffering is part of success. It is your rejection of suffering. It's your rejection of, of, of sacrificing. It's your rejection of losing certain things. That is what will keep you bound where you are and you can't go forward. Hallelujah. Amen. Good. So let's go into the message that I want to preach this morning. Now, Jesus said in John chapter 10 verse 10 that I have come. He said the thief's purpose or the thief comes to steal, to kill and to destroy. But I am come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. I've come so that you would have life. Uh, but Jesus, I was breathing before I met you. So what are you talking about? That I, I might have life. I do have life already. No. Jesus is not talking about breathing. He's talking about the way of living. He's talking about a way of living. I said, Jesus is not talking about breathing. Because we've been breathing. Ah, if you are not breathing, how will you meet him? <laughs> he, he didn't go to the uh, uh, cemetery to be preaching. There, there are a few times he went to the cemetery. One of them was when he had to go and bring up Lazarus. But otherwise, he never went to church in the cemetery. Oh, it, it looks like you know that you, you know where Jesus went to church in the cemetery. Is, is that what you think? Jesus didn't go to church in the cemetery. He went to church where human beings that are breathing are. And yet he, say, he says, I have come that you might have life. And the New Living Translation says that my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying. Underline, circle that word. Satisfying. Satisfying. It's, it's a way of living that brings satisfaction. Having money doesn't bring satisfaction. Having a lot of things, many of the things that we think bring satisfaction, they don't. They, they still leave you but there is a way of life that brings satisfaction. 
And this is the way that Christ has come to give us. You either receive it or reject it. But he has said that this new way of life demands you to take up your cross and follow me. And on the cross, when you are carrying your cross, these are the things that happen. You are either losing something. In other words, you are losing your family life. You are losing so many things. Something is either going to die, which is your very existence here on earth. Your old man is going to die. Your old life is going to die. Because when, if your old life doesn't die, your new life can't come. You see, for you to be made, for you as a human being to be made, the sperm and the egg that are going to make you both had their separate lives. Mm-hmm. Both had their separate The sperm is very alive. It has, it has the ability to travel. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it gets dropped very far away. Hey! The sperm, the distance in the vagina and where it has to meet up with the egg, it's a journey. It's almost like going to the moon. By the sperms, they say, we are going. It's like, it's like, clown, you know, it's like, it's like mountain climbing. You see, when you see somebody and they say they have climbed to the top of Everest, it's not only the, that person that started. They have a large team that carries supplies and they go up to a point and then some people remain there. Then some more, fewer People go up, up until the last portion where just one or two people climb up. Say, I've arrived. You see, the one that has arrived was supported by many. Hey, God is wild. I mean, I'm telling you, God is wild. You know, sometimes when I, when I look at it, I say, God is just wild. Though. Look, if you do science well, eh, it should make you do one thing. You've lie flat on your face. And say, Lord, you are great. You are awesome. Because you need one sperm to do the work. But you release depending on how frequent or infrequent you have. And, and, and the quantity that you have per meal. You don't release anything less than 300 to 400 million. Because it's a very long journey. But you see, (laughs) the point I'm making is that for a human being to be made, the sperm, which was living on its own, the egg, which was living on its own, they both have to give up their lives. 
They have to give up their old life in order to form something else that has a new life and that has ability to produce either one of them. A lot. Didn't Jesus say, except a seed falls to the ground and dies, it abideth alone. But when it dies, it bringeth forth much fruit. So in the same way, you see, Jesus has come to give us a new, a, 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 a purpose is to give us a rich and a satisfying life. But he says that you need a cross because your old life must die. Your old life can't exist if you want to have this new life. Are, are you here with me? Now to my verse that I'm preaching today on. I've only now started preaching. I said all this is just to clear the bushes and, and make the path clear. But I, I guess even if I didn't say anything, at least I've said something enough for the day. Now, now the verse that I want to preach on, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And you, I preached on it last week, but we are going deeper. What happened to my clock? It's not me. The people have removed the clock because they want me to preach without limit. And because they know that I don't stand here to check my watch on the, on the, on the iPad. I don't even know why I carry the iPad there because I don't use it. You know, I'm just thinking about it. Now, okay, do you want us to start from verse 13? Just to, just to. Oh, one is very far. Let's start from verse 13. You see, it says, if we see we are crazy, it bring glory to God. And if we are in our right minds, it is for the benefit. Either way, Christ's love controls us. Since we believe that Christ died for all, we also believe that we have all died to our old life. That, that's, the, that's the essence of the cross. That Jesus said, if you refuse to take up your cross and follow me, you cannot be my disciple. You are not worthy of me. He died for everyone. He died. You see, this is the same Paul who said we are saved by grace that we are all happy to have. This is the same Paul who said, for by we are saved through confession. For with the heart man believeth, and with the mouth confession is made unto righteousness. This is the same Paul, and he's explaining that. He died for everyone. So that those who receive his new life, I said, so that those who receive his new life, as a person sitting by you, by the way, are you born again? And demand an answer. Demand an answer. Tell the person now. Tell the person, I'm taking over the preaching. I'm taking over the preaching because I need to preach to you. Now demand an answer. Demand an answer. Now preach to one another. Demand an answer. As a person, are you born again? Yes, I'm born again. 
How about you? You better be. Otherwise, I would have led you to Christ right now. As a person, if they, listen, if they say they are not born again, what is your response to them? Come again. You didn't ask. What did they say? They are born again. Did you ask this one too? She said she has forgotten. <laughs> Tell the person who says they are not born again, you must be born again. Now, Jesus is saying, Jesus is, uh, Paul is saying that the death of Jesus is for everyone. So that those who receive his new life, not your old life, because your old life, it was to pay for your sins. So you cannot use your old life for anything else other than to pay for your sins, which you all admit that you have. The Bible says, for all have sinned. There is no man righteous. No, not one. And you see, it's not about, I don't agree that I've sinned. It's not about you agree. It's about God deciding whether you are sin or not. And in the eyes of God, all men are sinners. Because whoever produced you is a sinner. And a sinner can only produce a sinner. Just as you have never seen an apple tree producing a mango fruit, so also a sinner can never produce a righteous person. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you here with me? You don't, if you say, I'm not a sinner, stop judging me. Hey, hey, I'm not the one judging you. I didn't say you are a sinner. God said you are a sinner. And, and I am also a sinner. And, and it's not a problem for me. He showed me the solution, and I'm going for the solution, and I have the solution. That's all. You are the one refusing the solution. It's not about you being a sinner. It's about you going for the solution. It's about you going for the solution. It's not about you being a It's about you going for the solution. So just, uh, Paul is saying, he died for everyone so that those who live will no longer live for themselves. You see, this is where a lot of Christians miss it. That you are happy to receive the new life, but you don't want to use it for what it is given. It's like, oh, I want, thank you, thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. I received a new life, but I want to use it for what I want to use it for, not what you gave it to me for. You see, that was the beginning of the problem. God created Adam and Eve, gave them a nice environment, and told them what they can do and what they cannot do. They decided to do contrary. And since then, the manifestation of that wrong decision is what we see today, which is progressing. Yeah. It's like, you see, when you drink poison, at the moment of drinking it, it's almost like nothing has happened. It's only time that reveals that a poison has arrived in you. It's time. It's time. And if I drink a glass of poison right now, 
I mean, so I can still say a word or two, depending on how strong the poison is. Some of the poisons, they allow you to even live for a long time, but they are working. They just need time to manifest and to manifest the Adam. It's the same thing. You see, when Adam and Eve sinned, time is what is now unveiling the effect of that sin to a higher magnitude. You see, once upon a time, the people that we call unbelievers who sang worldly songs, they were properly dressed and they didn't sing vulgar. They sang songs about life issues. And we call them unbelievers. Now, 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 they don't sing about life issues. You don't even know what they are singing about. Now, now, they are not just singing about life. They actually sing to glorify Satan. When they start singing Natasi dog, Satan is God. They just tend it. You think they are saying something, but that's what they are saying. There was a singer, there's a song like that. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you here with me? So, what it is is that we are all sinners. And Jesus Christ, at the mercy of God, has come to save us and to change everything by saying that. Now, okay, your old life, which is a life of sin, which is a, a, a life that God rejects, I've paid for it. So let it die on the cross with me. I'm giving you a new life, a new way of living. Now, this new way of living is not about you. This is, what I'm, this is the message I want to give to you, which I gave to you last week. This new way of living is not about you. It's about God. So, is it so that they will live for Christ? What does it mean to live for Christ? What does it mean to not live for myself and live for Christ? You see, most of the time we read, but we don't understand what it means and what it means to me. You see, first of all, I'm just going to say a few things to you. And hear me well. Is everything okay? I see the security coming in and out. Is everything okay? Please get it sorted out. It distracts me. I don't have notes. So as it's coming, I'm thinking what's happening is are some tags coming to look for me. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not afraid of them. It's okay. It's whatever they do. It's not them. It's, 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 it's a, you see, the evil that is happening in the land is a reflection of the failure of the righteous people in the land. It's a reflection. But the righteous people are busy doing they are playing church that they don't realize that whilst they are busy pointing fingers at somebody, it's actually their failure that has allowed this to happen. Because they have allowed the spirit of the enemy to dominate the land and not the spirit of God. Mm -hmm. Because they are busy playing church. Mm -hmm. Anyway. You see, it says, you receive, those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. But who do they live it for? Instead, they will live for Christ who died and was raised for them. What is the implication? What does it mean? I can't, I'm not to live for myself. When I have received the new life from Jesus, I'm not to live for myself. I have to live for Jesus. What does it mean? 
The first thing it means is that what was important to my old life can no longer be important to my new life. Do you get it? <laughs> the first thing it means is that what was important to your old life can no longer be important to your new life. Because if I'm living for Christ, then I must live for what is important to Christ, not what is important to me. Once I start living for what is important to me, I'm making the same mistake that I made or that was made by Adam and Eve. God said, don't do this. The day you do it, you will die. Satan said, no. When you do it, you, your eyes will be open and you know good and evil. But God, when he created you, is not creating you to know good and evil, but to just do what he says. And he gave you life because he formed you out of the dust and breathed into you his spirit and man became a living soul. And he said, this is what I want you to do for me. Have dominion over what I've created. Eat anything you want to eat. Just don't touch this one. I've even put in the garden something that when you eat, you will never die. That's the tree of life. You didn't go for it. Satan came and said, go for what will kill you. And you, did, you, didn't, you, see, you didn't understand why you have been made. And the same problem is happening among Christians. Where it says, I've received Jesus, but I'm still living for myself. How? Can't you realize that living for yourself is what brought us here? So the first point that you need to note is that to not, no longer live for yourself and live for Christ means that what was important to your old life when yourself was the king of kings can no longer be important to your new life where God is the king of kings. If you don't understand this, then you are not in for it. I don't know, I don't know. I wish you could ask me a question. You see, when I understood this, then it made sense to me when Jesus said, if anyone will come after me and hate not his mother, is it mother first or father first? One of them. Please look for the scripture. It's all over the place. If anyone will come after me, it's in Luke, it's in Mark, it's even in Matthew. I think Matthew 16. Is it Matthew 16? It's, it's all over the place. It's almost everywhere. If any man will come after me and hate not his soul, his mother, his father, his brothers, there's so many things, his mother-in-law, and everybody. <laughs> I mean, that one is not a difficult one. <laughs> uh, that, one that one is a license. You see, if you want to be my disciple, if you want to be my disciple, you must hate everyone else by comparison. You see, this one is trying to say it nicely. If any man come after me and hate not his father, mother, wife, children, brethren, sisters, yea, his own life, also, he cannot be my disciple. You know, I've, I've wrestled with 
I understood it up to a point, but this thing gave me a... a when I understood what it means to no longer live for myself, but to live for Christ, it made sense to me. Because, listen carefully, we are going to pray about this. Because when I'm living for myself, my mother and my father are the source of me. Did you hear what I said? When I'm living for myself, my mother and my father are the source of me. So therefore, they are very important to me. If it's not for my father, I will not be here. If it's not for my mother, I will not be here. Are you with me? Yeah. My wife, if it's not for her, I will not have children. My children, they are the ones that everybody will go, but they will remain, hopefully. They are the ones when there's nobody to be there. They are the ones that would have to look for my body to bury when it's all over. My sisters, my siblings, they will stand there for me. They will be there to look after my children. So what it is is that when my life is about me, these people are very important. Are you understanding what I'm saying? You see, I'm speaking. Some of you are busy talking. You must try and pay attention. Because what I'm saying, if the Holy Spirit puts it in your heart, many difficulties will go away. The difficulties that you experience in your Christian work is because of what you don't know and what you don't understand. Hallelujah. So I want you to understand it so that you can even know what to pray for and God will give you and help you. And then you will walk on the... The road is narrow, but it's walkable with Jesus because he has everything it takes to walk on that road. And the end of it is a good one. The easy to walk on, the end is not good. Are you with me? Yeah. So, you see, these people become very important in my life. Wait. As you can see, because if it's about me, then these are very important people in my life. Now, the same principle applies. The same principle applies in that if now I have a new life, what is the source of this new life? Come again. Christ Jesus. So who is to be important in my life? So, you see, in my new life, my mother and my father have no significant place as they had in my own life. Because in my new life, my mother is not the source of my new life. My father is not the source of my new life. God is the source of my new life. Eish. So, so it's the same thing. Because it's, it's almost like, I'm saying, but how can Jesus say we must hate our mother? But you see, it's because I didn't understand. But now I understand. That my, it's, it, my mother's importance to me has to do with her bringing me forth. It's not because she's a woman. Because not all women are important to me. Even my father's relatives that are women, they are all not important to me. My mother's relatives that are, not, are women, they are all not important to me. My mother is very special to me because of her role that she played in my existence. So my mother gains her importance to me based on her role. And therefore, in my new life that Christ has given me, how can somebody who played a role in my old life be still important in that new life when the source of my new life is not from them anymore? Yes. 
So in like manner, in like manner, I said in like manner, in my new life, are you hearing what I'm saying? In my new life, Jesus, God, becomes very important. Now, why is my brothers and my sisters, why are they important to me? They are important to me because we came from the same source. In my new life, other Christians become important to you because they all belong to the one source that has produced you. You know, I wish I had known this early. Probably I would have treated a few Christians better. Mm -hmm. In my new life, what is on God's heart and what God likes is what must be important to me. For God so loved the world. I said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. First Peter 3, 2 or 3, 9. The Lord is not slack concerning his promises. 3, 3, 9. 3, 9. Second Peter, rather. Second Peter 3, 9. The Lord is not slack. The Lord is not slack. I said, the Lord is not slack. The Lord is not slack. The Lord is not slow. He's not slow concerning his promise. As some men count slackness. But rather, it's long-suffering. He's patient. Why? He does not, please keep me in one place, but not willing that any, not willing that some, not willing that any should perish. So what happens is that if you don't understand this, you will not know why you have to reach out to people and tell them about Jesus. It becomes like, ah, this, the church, they say we must do it. What type of church is this? Every day is so winning. This is No, it's, it's, not, it's not the church. It's the new life that we have. It's not the church. Are you getting... I, I don't know how to say it. I mean... The things women do, they do it because, because they are women. Men don't do it because it's, it, they don't have that problem. It's these days that some of the men want to do it. <laughs> but men don't do it. They don't have their problem. I always give my wife head start when we have to go together. I always give her one hour head start. Oh yeah, one full hour head start. Because I don't have a lot to do. When I go into the shower, five, ten minutes, I'm out. <laughs> Within 15 minutes, I've wiped myself, applied cream, a perfume or whatever it is, and comb my hair. I'm done. I give her one hour head start. It's when she's doing her things, like the things she needs to do. She needs to do her hair. She needs to do the makeup. And when she's doing, that's when I start. 
Do you get it? Yeah. Because when you haven't finished, you can't be shouting, hurry up. Do you get it? So when you start, when they start, you will finish before they finish, then you become impatient. So you give them a head start. So when she gets up to go and bath, I'll be lying in the bed praying. Then I check, I check, I see. And I realize that. I, I know, I know like by this time she's here. And, and then I'm going, yeah. Do you get it? Now, in the same way that women do certain things because they are women. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't need to buy a pad. If I buy it, I'm buying it. I'm buying it for her, not for me. There are many things I don't need it because I'm a man. It's not because I'm better. It's because I'm a man. And some of the things women do is because they are women. So in the same way, you see, we have to talk to people about Jesus because we have a new life that demands, uh, you see, we have a new life that demands it. It's not a church thing. It's not a pastor's thing. Because your, your brother is important to you. Oh, yes. Your brother is important to you. And the reason why it's important to you is not necessarily because he looks like you. But some of you, you don't even look alike. And th- that's the reason for the fight in the house. And you are only two. You see, if you were three or four, then they can say, ah, it's only this one. And some of you are only two, so it's like, we are not even sure which one is which. And you don't look like anybody else. Or your brother doesn't look like anybody else in the family. At least you look like a grandmother. One of the grandmothers. But we are not sure. And is is there? But you see, your love for your brother is because we come from the same place. Do you get it? Yeah. And it's the same thing with Jesus. That, you see, because it's not our life, but the life that Jesus has given to us. If God is concerned about sinners, and we say we are living for God, then we must be concerned about sinners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It cannot be. Most of you here are under the management of your senior brother or senior sister. Yes, they, 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 they control you. They tell, no, you can't do this. When you need this, it's not even your father or your mother anymore. Then the reason why it is so is because you, you come with them from the same place. That we belong to the same tree. So you are important to me and I have to look after you. I mean, they are not just looking after anybody in the village. It's because you come from the same tree. So in the same way, when you say that the life that you have is Christ that has given you this new life and are happy to accept it and very joyful to be going to heaven and you are neglecting other people that he wants also to be like you. Then it means that you are missing it. So listen, the message is very simple. It's very simple. I said all the many things I said to give you, to disabuse your mind and to set you free so that you can hear the simple thing. That when you are born again, you have received a new life from Jesus Christ. That new life, the emphasis is not you. The emphasis is Jesus. And what it means to you is that what was important to your old life cannot be the same things that are important to your new life. In your own life, what was important was what to eat, what to wear. 
what to drink. But in this new life, what is important to you is the, the real what to eat, what to drink, what to wear, is to do God's will. And God's will is that people must not go to hell. If it means delaying, he will delay. Are you getting it? That's his will. It's not about you. But does it mean that you'll be neglected? I promise you, you'll never be neglected by God. I said, I promise you, you will never be neglected by God. Your father may neglect you. Your uncle may neglect you. Your brother may neglect you. But God will never neglect you. I said, God will never neglect you. Yeah. So the fact that it's not about you doesn't mean that your interest will be neglected. Never. I said, never. I said, never. Yeah. Ah, pastor, what's the evidence? What's the evidence? The evidence. The evidence. Why did he cre- create Adam the last? Why didn't he create Adam first so that he worked with Adam to do the rest? Hello? Hello? Yeah. When Adam came, his food was ready. <laughs> his home was ready. Yeah. Everything that he needed was ready. Even later on, God decided to even add to him. He said, don't stay alone. Let's get you somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. How can God neglect you? How, how can God neglect you? I said, how can God neglect you? That is not about you. Doesn't mean you will not be cared for. I said, that is not about you does not mean you will not be cared for. It doesn't have to be about you for you to be cared for. I said it doesn't have to be about you for you to be cared for. God cares for anything that belongs to him. I said God cares for anything that belongs to him. He even cares for people that are rebelling against him. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, Bishop, why is, it, Pastor, why is it in the Bible? You know, some of these things you say, you don't even show us where it is in the Bible. <laughs> Matthew 5, 44. It's there, it's there. Matthew 5, 44. Listen, I want to give you a key. Make your life about God. Because that's what it's supposed to be. Do it. God will take care of you. God will give you a good husband. God will give you a good wife. God will give you children. God will give you a house. God will give you food. God will deliver you from evil. He will, he will, he will be with you. He will be with you. It's, you see, all that he needs to do is for his presence to be with you. His presence with you is your safety. His presence with you is your deliverance. His presence with you is your provision. Yeah. When you get to a place there's no water, he will ask the rock to give you water. Have you seen a rock giving people water before? He will ask the rock to give you water. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Maybe go to the, what was 45? Or the few, the verse before. Yeah, you have heard that thou shalt love thy neighbor and thyself. Verse 
But I say unto you, love your enemies and bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you and pray for them which despise and use you. And Psalm 45, that you will be children of your father which is in heaven. What does he do? Why are you going to be his children? Or what makes you his children? He makes his son to rise <laughs> on the good. He makes his son to rise on the good. Oh, you see, I'm trying to explain to you that even if God is kind to his enemies, how can he be unkind to you that he has given a new life? Think about it. He didn't take away your life and leave you. Well, you owed me, you paid me, that's all. But he says, I know you owe me. I'm taking away your old life. I'm putting it on the cross. But I'll give you a new life in return so that you start afresh. We are not enemies. We are friends. I love you. What is standing between you experiencing my life, my love, is your old life. So let's take it out of the way. Your old life where you were the king of kings, the lord of lords. Let's take it out of the way. And let me give you a new life where I am the king of kings, the lord of lords. And I will bless you. I will bless you. I will love you. And shower my love on you. That you may be children of your father. For he maketh his son to rise on the evil. And on the good. And sendeth rain on the just. On the unjust. Don't, don't you love your father? I mean, you are a child in the house. Even when you fail, they still buy you a car. And your brother who passed also gets a car. It's not because you fail, you will be taking a, a combi taxis all the time. Even they don't give you money for taxi fine. Because they say you are not doing well in school. That's what we do as parents. Isn't it? But as for God, whether he's happy with you or he's not happy with you, for you to be on earth, you need rain. So have the rain. Have the rain. Why will he neglect you who he's happy with? That he has even given you a new life. That you have accepted his new life. Why will he disgrace himself? You see, when you have the new life of Jesus Christ, you put God to a test to demonstrate what he says he is. Because of the new life that he has given to you in Christ, as you live that new life, he has to prove that that life is from him. Therefore, he cannot put himself to shame. I don't know if you understand this message, but I want us to pray about it. That the Lord would give you understanding. And if you are here and you have not received the new life that comes by receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior, don't leave this place without receiving that new life. It's a better life. I said it's a better life. Oh, if I was living for myself, by this time I would just have, I don't know how many houses if I was not even going to be foolish and just follow my natural desires and, and get myself into unnecessary trouble. Go and be chasing somebody's wife and then get shot. 
Yeah. But here am I. I have so many people in my life. So many people that I'm happy to talk with and are happy to talk with me. I say, Pastor, thank you for seeing me. Meanwhile, I said, Doctor, people will enter the consulting room angry because they waited for so long. And then when you see them and you make a mistake, they take you to court and collect all your money because you forgot something small that you shouldn't have forgotten. Or you left out something that you shouldn't have left. But here am I. Loved by people that I don't do anything special for, but just to tell them what has already been written. A Bible that they already have. Uh, I mean, I don't, think, I don't think there's any nicer life than this. And I pray for you. I said, I pray for you. That whatever deception has operated in your life and has stopped you from living the new life, you shall overcome it and begin to live in the new life. Let's rise to our feet and begin to pray. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, I want you to pray. Lord, let me understand this truth. Lord, I want it deep in my spirit that I am no longer important in this new life, but you, oh God, are. Show me what it means. It's no longer about me. It was about me. And that gave Satan power over me. But now that it's about you, I'm free from the works of the enemy. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lift up your voice and begin to talk to the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, Holy Spirit. Help us. Help us. Whatever it means, Lord, get us to understand this truth. That is not about us. That is about you. What is important to us is not what is important to you. Our comfort is important to you, us. But to you, it is not so. Open down my eyes. Oh, Rakoti Kerebanduri Ababa. Lord, help me. It is not help me to I. live a life Jesus, that is not about I. me. I that is not about you, Jesus. Help me to understand, to know this truth, to accept this truth. Jesus. Maria, help me. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Pray, pray, pray. pray. Help us to understand. Jesus. Help us to understand. Seeking your understanding. That is not about us. Looking for it's not about us. It's about you. Need your understanding. It's about you. Understanding. Yes. We have a new life. Yes. Jesus. Yes. This new life. But this that new, new life. It's about you. Jesus. This new life that I oh. now live. It's about you and you only. Jesus. Help me. Help me to understand this truth. To understand this knowledge Thank that I have received this morning, Thank you. Jesus, that henceforth I shall no longer live for myself, henceforth I shall no longer live for my family, for they are not the source of my life. You are the new source, you are the new center of my life, 
Jesus Mitele Rika Tolo Ribre somebody we are praying lift up your voice call out to God ask God to give you understanding an understanding heart to receive this message to receive this message to accept this message Jesus help us to apply our hearts to this word help us to apply our hearts to this knowledge in the name of Jesus mitele rika talabro ribresiata masika tele ikasika to rimasika ribrasiata mandolo ribresiara makatara jesus we are praying we are praying we are praying we are praying we are calling on you 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 we say we need your help Yes, we Lord. say we need your help. Yes. We say we need your help, Jesus. We need your help. Reveal it into our hearts. Touch our hearts. Change our hearts. Jesus. Change our hearts to apply. To apply. To apply. To apply this word into our lives. In the name of Jesus. Misika tala ribro ribrasita makatelebrosia. Mazika tala ribro masekete riba dasya tamandro Oh Jesus Oh Jesus misika rikasata masikoto ribra sya tamandro misika tala bro ribra sya tamandre misika tara mamandre the life that I now live the life that I now live, I live it in you. It's in you. Oh Jesus, oh Jesus, help me to know this truth. Help me to know this truth. Help me to know this truth. Somebody pray. Somebody pray. Somebody call on God. Call on God to give you the grace. To give you the grace to understand this message. Misika tala ribresiatara. Mika tala. Ribresiata masikotolo ribresiatara masokotolo the life that i want to live is the life that i want to please you is the life that i want to please you is the life that i want to please you misikatara ribresiatara masikatara jesus 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 misikatolo mama mama ndoro ribresiatara Mama mama ndoro makatala ribre masikatala masokotoro mindere mama mandere you are the truth you are the truth you are the source you are the source of my life you are the source of my life you are the source of my being you are the source of my being masikatala ribre siatara jesus jesus Help me, Missika Toroma, Missiko Torobro, Ribrasia Tamasikandara, Jesus, Missika Tarabro, Ribrasia Tarabro, Missika Televri, Ribrasia Ramandro, Missika Talabro, Missika Tele, Jesus, Jesus, Missika Tara, Ribrasia Tamasto, be precious to us, be precious to us. We ask for your grace. We ask for your grace. Help us, Jesus. Help us, Jesus. Help us, Jesus. Help us, Jesus. None but you can help us. None but you can help us. None but you can help us. Misika tolo, 
Thank you for understanding and the strength to do what is important to you. And thank you for the grace to let go of what was important to us as we embrace this new life. Thank you that we shall receive of you provision for this new life in every way measure. We thank you. We bless you. Thank you for your healing power. Thank you for your strengthening. Thank you for your light. And thank you for your peace that passes understanding as we receive of you in this season. As every head is bowed and every eye closed, you want to say, Pastor, can I please have this new life? Yes, you can. By receiving Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Jesus was never received by everybody. The Bible says that for he came unto his own and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God to all who believe on his name. Today you want to say, Pastor, if that is all that it takes to receive the new life in Jesus, I want to receive that new life by letting you know that I believe in Jesus and I receive him as my Lord and Savior. Lift up your right hand. Let me pray with you. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Lift up your right hand. Let me pray with you. You want to say, Pastor, please, I want to receive this new life. Lift it up. Lift it up. Lift it up. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lift it up. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I just feel that there's somebody here who must come to Jesus. You know, those of you that lifted up your hands, I wanted to step out and come. There's no shyness about this. Just step. I didn't want to disturb the service, but you step out and come. I want to lay hands on you and pray for you. You shall be stable Christians. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So love the world. Oh, Rabba Kataba. That's why he came. Not send his son to condemn the world. That the world through him Let us pray together the next prayer. Congregation, let's pray together with everyone. And those of you standing in front here, I want you to pray this prayer. Jesus, Jesus, I receive you as a son of God who came to die for my sins. You rose again on the third day, seated at the right hand of God. You are my savior. And I receive you as such. Father, because of Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Wash me with his blood that was shed on Calvary. I have faith in the blood. 
It has washed me clean. I thank you for this love. I've never seen this love before. I receive this love. And I will live it out for others. Thank you for my salvation. In the name of Jesus. Amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, please visit our website on loyaltyhousesouthafrica.org.